Welcome to Seize Your Midlife, the podcast exclusively for midlife women. I'm your host, Bree Schumacher. We are going to dive into all the things from health and hormones to beauty and wellness. We'll be asking the question, what's my midlife purpose? And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? We'll also be interviewing women who've taken leaps or made U-turns in midlife. This conversation is going to be engaging, sometimes educational, a little bit funny, and always real. It is my sincere hope that you find your midlife purpose and lead your most fulfilling life. So join us on this journey to seize your midlife. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seize Your Midlife. I am going to attempt to make another podcast episode where I don't have any notes. I just have a couple bullet points of questions written down, but I wanted to squeeze this in because I have my kids off at soccer, and so I thought, my goodness, I want to share this with you while I can, while it's fresh on my mind. Okay. So I was having breakfast with a friend of mine recently, and I was asking her all sorts of questions about her life and all of these things. And at one point, I just stopped her and I said, hey, I'm not sure if you realize this, but every single time I ask you about yourself, your answer comes back about your kids. And she was like, yeah, 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 I know. And our conversation kind of goes on. And as we're standing there by the door getting ready to pay, and I was kind of talking to her about some of the things that I talk about in the mom guilt episode where I talk about how you got to have things that you're interested in because your kids are watching you and that kind of stuff. And she stops me and she's like, you know what, to be honest, I don't really know what I'm passionate about. And the truth is, you guys, She is not the first person to say that to me. She is not the first woman in midlife to go, my gosh, I've spent all these years with my kids being the center of the universe, and where am I in that picture? Where are my hobbies? Where are my interests? Where are my passions? And I felt like this was just reinforced so much when I went to a Meet the Teacher event for one of my kids last week. And... The teacher gets up and she's got like about me that she's kind of presenting. And she gets to the part about her hobbies. And she was like, my hobby is my son. And I was like, no, 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 no. Your hobby cannot be another person. Here's the deal. No matter how much we adore our kids, no matter how much they adore us back, no matter how much we pour into them and make them the center of our universes, at some point, they are going to leave your home. You don't want like a Matthew McConaughey failure to launch on your hands. Your job is to give them the wings to set them free and become adults, which means at some point, you are going to be alone with yourself or alone with your significant other, and you need things to talk about. You need things to be excited about. You need things to fill that time. And even if you don't have kids and you're like, well, I don't have kids, so that's not the center of my universe, my guess is that you have a lot of other things on your plate. 
you have a career, you have a home, you have someone in your life that you are focusing on, that you are taking care of. And you maybe too have gone, my gosh, I don't know what I'm passionate about. No clue. And it's just as important for you to go, I better figure this out because at some point you too will retire. And you hear about men is kind of what you would hear about in the past, retiring and then feeling super depressed, right? Because their whole energy, focus, and self-worth had been tied up in their careers. And I can honestly relate to this on a very small scale from when I sold my Spanish school of almost 20 years. And I felt like I don't know who I am anymore without that title of boss, business owner, leader, trainer, all of the things that that business gave to me in regards to my identity and honestly my self-worth and importance. And so it made me be like, you know, you hear people all the time say, if I just had all the money, if I could just retire. But the truth is you need to figure out what your passions are and what you're going to do before you retire. And I think the other thing is, you know, even if you're like, my gosh, I'm not retiring for 20 years, why does it matter? Okay, if you have kids, I think it matters because they're watching you. They are watching you. And if they only see you focusing on them, that is what you are teaching them to carry into their lives. And my guess is you want something more for your kids. You want them to chase what sets their soul on fire. In fact, Ed Millett, I'm not sure if you've heard of him before. He's kind of like a thought leader and public speaker. He actually says that in this country, there is a very subtle form of child abuse and neglect that comes from parents not chasing their dreams and fulfilling their passions, and that's setting that example for their kids. I think that's kind of an extreme way of describing it, but it's true. You are the blueprint for your kids. So start figuring out your passion now so that your kids can watch you reignite your enthusiasm and they know to do that themselves. The next thing is that, gosh, I don't mean to be morbid, but we don't know how much precious time we have on this earth. So whether you have kids that are watching you or not, you should think about living your life with a sense of urgency. You hear about these people that they save and they have these big dreams for the day that they're going to retire. They're going to get an RV and they're going to go see all the national parks or they're going to go tour Europe or they're going to go on a cruise or they're going to do all these things and they wait and they wait and they wait and they put things on hold and they, you know, put all their pennies in their pockets and then something happens. Their health or, you know, a, a parent gets sick or, you know, there's so many things that can happen. And when you think about the majority of your life are those working years, are those years to 65, why spend those years on pause? It is best to live that life right now with absolute zest. And so to get to my point, I may be rambling a little bit because, again, I don't have any notes. I'm just talking to this microphone. But I have a few questions that I want you to reflect on because I think that they will help you figure out 
what your passions are so that you can start filling in the blanks and the spaces of your life right now. And I always think of my husband. He is so funny because he's always like, oh, I would love if you were my sugar mama. Like I would love to retire. I would love to stay home. You know, just joke. He's joking. But the truth is he is truly the best candidate for that because the guy has so many hobbies and so many passions. I mean, he hunts. He fishes. He golfs. He wakeboards. He snow skis. I mean, the list goes on. He plays soccer. I mean, I just, I literally could just go on and on. He has so many things. And I think that that's such a unique thing to be in midlife and be passionate about more of like a handful of things is amazing. And so I think we can all take a little bit of advice from Andy and figure out, my gosh, how are we going to go into these next years and be like, I mean, I don't have enough time to do all the things I'm passionate about. So, okay. Question number one. What is something you could talk about forever without getting bored? Like literally you're at a party and you are courting someone and you are talking about just one subject. What is the one thing that you could just rattle on and on about? For me, it's travel and culture. I'm sure for you, something comes to mind right away. So what is that one thing you could just talk about nonstop and never get bored or hear about nonstop and never get bored? And what is something you would do for free? You just love it so much. You're like, I love that thing. I'm so happy to do it. I don't mind if I get paid or not. That's kind of how I feel about this podcast. I love it so much. It's such a connection to other women and creating this community. I'm so happy to do it. And so what's the thing for you that you're like, yep, you know, I'm so happy to do it. I don't care if I charge. And then what's something that you do that you're just like, oh my gosh, where did the time go? You're into something and you're just like, oh my gosh, all the hours went by. And I think about my friend Laura, the author from Crossing the Pressure Line. I bet for her it's reading. You know, she should just get lost hours and hours and hours reading. So what is that thing for you? And then here's another one. When you're like scrolling through your Facebook, your Instagram, YouTube videos, whatever, is there a time when you're like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. I wish I could do that thing. You know, maybe it's having a little hobby farm. Maybe it's being on a cooking show. Maybe it's starting a, you know, huge vegetable garden. I'm not sure what it is for you, but if you have this in your mind, start paying attention to those things that make you go, oh my gosh, I love that. Like, is it decorating? Is it cooking a gourmet meal? What is it that you're like, that's the thing that is so interesting to me or that I want to like jump into that page and do that thing too? Okay. And then if money were not a factor and responsibilities were not a factor, what would you do? What would you do? I think that's an important one. I mean, my gosh. I would for sure be like traveling all over the third world, right? That's what I would be doing. And I think that's an important thing for me to just say because as you're answering these questions, I want you to answer them like no holds bar. I want you to just say the first thing that comes to your mind and not be like, but that's not possible. 
because you can always go back and edit it. So for me, I cannot spend the next year traveling all over the third world. I have three kids, a husband, and two homes. Like not going to happen. But I can spend one week having the most epic, fabulous, soul-giving trip that I spend six months planning and that fills me up. And then in the middle, I can do lots of little mini excursions in my own state and in North Carolina. And I can even explore just right here in my area looking at what are the exciting events and new restaurants and things that are opening so that that sense of joy is kind of there for me even when I can't really do the thing, the big thing. So answer it, no holds bar, and then go back and edit it when you're done with the whole series of questions, okay? And let's see here. Okay, if there is something that you are known for that people see and they think about you, what would it be? So for me, I have a another page called Be Somewhere Sunny. And I write about, you know, my love of sunshine, of course, but travel and, you know, places to go and things that I feel really excited about. And it's funny because there have been a couple instances where I have been walking and a stranger has said to me, oh my gosh, are you Be Somewhere Sunny? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Or people have screenshotted for me like license plates that say sunshine or, you know, my girlfriend sent me a bracelet that said be the sunshine. So I think when people think of me, not everyone, but a lot of people think, oh, she's the be somewhere sunny girl. So what's the thing for you? Maybe it's your absolutely perfect cookies that you bring to all the occasions. You know, maybe for you it's your just impeccable sense of style. You think about what it is that people are like, that's the thing that I think of when I think of her. And then if you were going to go to a bookstore and pick up a book or be attracted to a kind of book, what would it be? And I don't mean like a fiction book. I mean a nonfiction book. You know, are you attracted to picking up all the beautiful cookbooks and like folding back the pages of gorgeous recipes you want to try. That's the kind of thing. Think about what it is. And maybe just even go to a bookstore, go to a library, and just wander and see where you feel called. I think that a lot of things kind of pull us in a certain direction and we don't even realize it. And then this is a really unique one. And I got this idea from Glennon Doyle. And she said that a lot of people say to her, what's my cause? Okay, I do think that your passion and your cause are different. But I think that this could trigger something in your mind. And she said, the advice of kind of figuring out what your cause is, is to think about when you see something like on the news, for example. And it is so utterly painful for you to watch it because it's such an emotional thing for you that you have to turn away. That a lot of times can be your thing. So for my really good friend, it is violence against women. And so she took that feeling and she started volunteering at a battered women's shelter. So what is that for you that you watch and you just go, oh my God, I can't. I can't. I can't turn it off. I can't read it anymore because it's such a powerful response for you. So think about all of these questions. Look and see if there's any intersection. Obviously for me, I'm sure I've like said this so many times, you're like, yeah, we get it. You love travel. But a lot of my answers kind of tie back to travel. But I think something to keep in mind as you're answering this is that your answers 
don't have to be forever. So if you're like, well, but this is what I'm interested in now, but I'm not sure if that's what I'm going to be interested in in the 20 years when I retire. Who cares? Don't worry about it because you will evolve. I'm talking about what you're going to do right now. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would say the majority of my answers, yes, there was always travel, but they would have been about food. I was like super passionate about cooking, taking cooking classes. I had a food blog. I was starting a food company. Um, I was, you know, going to be on a food contest. I was on TV cooking, all of these things that were just so related to food. And now, now if you ask me about food, I'm like, does frozen pancakes and bacon count as dinner for my kids? Like that has shifted so much. And maybe I'll come back to food as a hobby and a passion later in my life, but it is not right now. It is a chore. So when you think about the answers, just don't worry about like longevity of them. The next thing is if you're like, there is no intersection of similarity, like, oh my gosh, it's all over the place. There's sports, there's memoirs, there's cooking, there's, you know, horseback riding, and it's just all over the place. I just want to say to you, yay, like that's best case scenario. You're like going to be the Andy. Maybe you just haven't stepped into those interests and those passions enough to say, these are my passions and these are my interests. But I think a gift is being multi-passionate because it will sustain you in so many different places in your life. Okay, friends, I hope that you take this short episode and these little exercises and you apply them and you start chasing your passion because you're going to figure it out because it's important because you only get this one precious life. I am so incredibly humbled that you tune in to listen to the Caesar Midlife podcast. If you like the podcast, can you do me a big favor and write a review Wherever you get your podcasts, it means so much because the more reviews there are, the more likely that the podcast will come up in search engines. And we want more women to find the Caesar Midlife Podcast because the more women that join in on this conversation, the fuller it will be. Thanks, my friends. I am rooting for you every single day. Oh.